0: glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Capps. Now see, Hosea said God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It'll multiply grace and peace to you when you have the knowledge of God. When you know how God operates, when you know what God said in His Word, when you know what direction God's going in. Now, see, if you study the New Testament, you'll find out that God is not the destroyer. The devil is the destroyer. I know there's all kinds of people always trying to go back into the Old Covenant and say, well, God destroyed these people, and God did this over here, and God did this over here. Well, certainly there were some things under the Old Covenant that you may not understand. I may not understand all of it. I understand some of it, but not all of it. There were some of the things that the children of Israel did. There was absolutely outright disobedience to what God said, and God told them what would happen to them if they got over there into that. And they went over there and got in it, and it happened just like God said. And then the King James, it says, God sent fiery serpents among them and bit them and they died. Well, you see, that makes God look like a killer. But you have to understand something. You have to analyze some of these things. Just stop and ask yourself this. What would have happened if they had have obeyed God and had done what God said? Would the serpents come among them and bit them and they died? No, they'd have been blessed beyond their fondest dream. Then you see, it wasn't God at all that did it. It was their disobedience, not following God's direction. See, in Proverbs it says, The curse causeless shall not come. See, under the old law there was a blessing of the law and there was a curse of the law. And if you didn't stay under that law, you got cursed, man, and I mean it came by the flood. (laughs) Floods of curses. All of the blessings turned into curses if you didn't stay under it. The children of Israel didn't do that. They didn't stay under it. The umbrella of protection. Now certainly there are some things in the old covenant that we don't all understand. But yet we can understand enough to know that we're not under the old covenant anymore. Don't be so concerned about things under the old covenant that you don't understand that God did where he brought judgment against people. Because God's word was out. Things had to happen. He told some of those people how it was going to be. And they simply activated the destruction that came their way. But yet, let's center up on the new covenant because we're not living over there anymore. And let's live under the new covenant. The new covenant's established on better promises. And Jesus is the guarantee of the new covenant. Let's take hold of this again where Peter says, grace and peace is multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. So he brings it back. See, Hosea said God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Here he says, grace and peace comes through the knowledge of God. Grace is God's willingness to use His power and His ability on your behalf even though you don't deserve it. See, you don't deserve the things that God gives you, but he says grace is really God's willingness. See, we can all understand the grace of an insurance policy. If you don't pay the premium, the insurance company will give you 30 days grace. That means they're willing to use all of the assets of their company to back up that policy they have on you, even though you don't deserve it, even though you hadn't paid the policy, and you don't deserve it, they'll use it on your behalf for 30 days. So the grace of God... Is God's willingness to use His power and His ability on our behalf, even though we don't deserve it. And it comes to us and is multiplied to us through the knowledge of God. Now, you know it's good news, to just know it'd come to you. But it didn't say it'd come to you, it said it'll be multiplied to you. In other words, God's already willing for all of His promises to come to pass. But it'll multiply God's willingness when you gain the knowledge of God. Now, that's why it's so important that we gain the knowledge of God, because people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, he goes on to say in verse 3, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Now, notice again, he says it's through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Again, he brings this knowledge in here according as His divine power. His divine power is His Word. And He has given to us all things. How many things? All things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given them to us. They belong to us. Somebody said, well, if they belong to me, I guess they'll come to me. Not necessarily so. The children of Israel, God gave them the land of promise, but many of them didn't enter into it. You know why they didn't? Because they wouldn't believe what God said, and they wouldn't act on what God said. Hebrews, the third chapter, said they could not enter in because of unbelief. Then in the fourth chapter there, in the first part of it, it says, The word was preached to us as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed in faith with them that heard it. In other words, they didn't mix any faith with what God said. Now, see, there's people that look at this verse here and say, Yeah, well, the Bible says God has given us all things, but He sure hadn't given them to me. Well, He has too. But you see, as long as you say He hadn't given them to you, then you're going to have what you say. Because it'll be to you as though they were not given. But if you'll mix some faith with what God said and activate the promise of God... He goes on then here and says in verse 4, "...whereby are given unto us exceeding great." He tells you how He gave us all these things, "...through the exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature." Now notice, He said you can become a partaker of the divine nature of God. How? Through the exceeding great and precious promises. That's how God gave us all things that pertain to life and godliness is through the promises of God. Now, if you don't believe the promises, if you don't receive the promise of God, you won't receive the manifestation of what God said you could have. And it's not because God's not willing. God's willing, all right. But you don't have the faith to believe it. See, the faith to believe it is in the Word itself. See, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the ability to cause the manifestation of the promise of God, whatever promise it might be, healing, finances, spiritual matters, whatever, the divine energy of God to cause the manifestation of that promise in your life is in the promise itself. See, Paul says, faith in God and in His Word comes by hearing the Word of God. So the faith of God is in the promise itself to cause the manifestation of it in your life. But you see, if you don't believe that, and if you don't confess the Word of God, then you will more than likely never experience that promise in your life. Then don't go away and say, well, it wasn't God's will. Certainly it was God's will because He promised it to you. (laughs) But you see, you didn't have the faith to believe it. You didn't confess it. You didn't mix any faith with it. The children of Israel wouldn't mix any faith with what God said. God said... I've given you the land. You know, Joshua and Caleb said, yeah, we're well able to take it. But the other ten spies said, no, we'd be not able. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. See, their words caused them to have grasshopper vision. They saw themselves as just no match for the giants. Now, certainly there was giants over there, but God had given them His Word. You're facing giants in your life, but God has given you His Word. Tragedy and troubles and problems may face you in life but you have the word of God if you know what God says you can face these things without fear you can face them with confidence that I'm going to win thank God but you see if you don't know what God said you're in trouble and that's why Hosea said God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge So it is when we begin to do and act on the promises of God that we have the manifestation of them. Let me read you a passage of Scripture found in Galatians, the first chapter. There's something here that coincides with what we're talking about, and I think it'll bring the point over in chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God our Father. Now, I want to read that again, because some of you missed that. Who gave himself, talking about Jesus, gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us. Deliver who? Deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God our Father. In other words, it is the will of God our Father that we be delivered from the evil in this present world. This is God's will. It is not God's will that all the evil that comes down the road just comes and camps at your house. <laughs> no, if you invite it, and if you don't resist it, it will come to your house. But you don't have to receive it. Thank God you can resist it. We need to know that the wilderness experience to the children of Israel was not a blessing, it was a curse. You hear people trying to explain that the reason that we're going through troubles and problems and trials in this life, it's God trying to perfect us and perfect our faith. Well, that may sound good, all right, but it's just simply not true. It's not borne out in the Word of God. Check up on the children of Israel and find out if the wilderness experience perfected their faith. It didn't make them stronger. It killed them. Check up on it. You'll find out. It killed them. Everybody from 20 years old upward died. All the doubters died, except Joshua and Caleb. Well, they weren't doubters. <laughs> Thank God. They believed the word. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. And before we leave the broadcast, I'll remind you that all this week we have book offer number 7507. It's entitled. How You Can Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. It's 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We talk about the fact that many people are deceived in life and destroyed of the destroyer. The first chapter in this book is called the destroyer. If you don't know who the destroyer is, then you are already deceived because Satan is the destroyer. Chapter 2 in this book is called The Tree of Life or Death. Did you know that there's a tree of life that you have access to today? The wholesome tongue, Proverbs says, is a tree of life. So if we speak what the Word says, keep God's Word in our mouth, it brings the blessing of God to us. But if we speak what the enemy says, we're planting seeds of the enemy. And they produce after their kind. Then one of the chapter titles is called The Right Foundation. If you don't build on the right foundation, when the storms of life come, it'll sweep you away. But if you dig deep and lay the foundation on the rock, and that rock is Christ Jesus or the Word of God, and then when the streams beat vehemently against your house, it cannot shake it. This book will be a blessing to you. Offer number 7507 entitled How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. A 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. A total of $11. We have a toll-free order line 1-877-396-9400 1-877-396-9400 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.